Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 194. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can build your educational brand. I have three amazing guests on today that have all spent the last many years creating an educational brand for themselves, both in podcasting, tech coaching, blogging, you name it. We've got some great topics today. If you're looking to build an educational brand for yourself, this is the show for you. And I want to say thank you guys for coming on today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. We've got some great things happening on the network these days. If you're a tech coach, you can, of course, check out everything over at askthetechcoach.com, where we drop our podcast every single Monday, helping you become a better instructional technology specialist. And, of course, if you're looking to create a podcast in your classroom, we invite you guys to check out our new channel, podcastingwithstudents.com, where we give you everything from curriculum to equipment to applications, reviews, anything that you need to bring podcasting into your classroom. You can check it out over at podcastingwithstudents.com. Now, we're going to be talking a lot over the next few weeks here about branding, how to build a brand, how to create a website for yourself, and that is exactly what we're going to be dealing with today. I want to bring on my first guest, somebody who needs no introduction here on the show. He is the author of the book, Professionally Driven, your friend and mine, Mr. Jared Borman. Jared, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Woo! I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me again. It's always a blast to be on TeacherCast with you guys. It is great to have you on. We're talking all about branding. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I see you all over the place now being professionally driven. Tell us a little bit about who Jared Borman is. So right now, my day job actually is uh, instructional technology, but I'll be moving into an instructional coaching role starting next year. Um, And my other passion that I have is professional learning for educators. And so um, with the book Professionally Driven, that allowed me to get a voice into that sort of uh, area, arena of education. And it it was a need that I saw, and that allowed me to continue to push that mission and that message to empower adult learners just as much as we try to preach empowering student learners. And with that, um, just continually putting the message out there, you, you get pockets of people that say, I like that message. That's important. And then that kind of leads to some other things. So now I have the opportunity to do a weekly vlog for disrupted TV called disrupted PD. Um, and I really enjoy that. I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, having a, a different kind of platform now to be able to spread that message and have it heard by a larger group. You are very, very good at finding a niche, something that people want to learn about, and then helping them create content on multiple platforms. And that is something that we also have in our second guest. I want to bring on from the great state of New Jersey, the super Joe Pardo. Joe, how are you today? Welcome back to the Woo-hoo! show. Thank you. It's so awesome to be back here. I'm so glad that you asked me. Uh, how, how are you feeling? Are you feeling? Are you feeling good? I am doing well. It is great to have you here. I understand there's a lot of neat things happening, but Joe, before we get into all the uh, <laughs> all the wonderful things that are going on, you've got some new things going on in your brand. Not only is MapCon doing well, we're going into year number what? Five. MapCon five. five. But MapCon is officially moving into the biggest location possible. Tell everybody where they can go to learn all about podcasting this year in one central location. MidAtlanticPodcast.com. We're moving to Atlantic City at the awesome Ocean Resort. 
MapCon is a fantastic conference. I've been there for the last five years. The who's who of podcasting come there every single year. We have a great time. Joe, about how many people are going to be arriving this year at, uh, at in Atlantic City? We're going for at least 200 this year, which is uh, a pretty hefty uh addition to to previous years about about almost twice as much now we're looking we're looking forward today to learn a little bit about the man behind the super joe pardo we're going to be asking him a little bit later on why is he super how did he become super and he's going to be telling you guys how super joe pardo now uh you've got a a new adventure coming up don't you joe we're going to tease this for later but you've got a new adventure coming up don't you it's pretty uh pretty visual i would say right I, I, it is pretty visual, and I haven't talked about it anywhere else yet, so this is this would be a first. I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, if you guys have any questions out there, we are here each and every day. You can find us over on TeacherCast.net. Find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. And if you have any questions about branding, leave us a voice message at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail or email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. And I want to introduce our last guest. He is from the chili place known as Maine. But he is not a stranger to anybody out here who is listening. He is the author and the creator of Free Tech for Teachers. I want to bring on today Mr. Richard Byrne. Richard, how are you today? I'm cold, but otherwise pretty good. Cold and tired. I've been up since 4 in the morning. Oh, my so. goodness. Is that because of the tired. little one that you have at home? Yeah, it's because of the kids. The kids, uh, well, they don't get up that early. I get up early so I can have coffee and a moment of silence. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's nice to know that everybody has different schedules. It's nice to know that it, it, it does take getting up at four in the morning sometimes just to kind of get the body going, to kind of get the fingers going on the keyboard. Richard, I want to start with you because everybody, everybody who's listening to this show today knows or has visited or has referenced or has checked out the RSS feed of Free Tech for or Teachers. it. Talk to us a little bit about it. What What is Free Tech for Teachers? How did you get started with uh, with the blog? Um, so I started almost 12 years ago. I just started writing some things down. That was really about it. There was no grand scheme, no grand plan to it. I had uh, I'd gone to a, a little workshop for, for my school as part of a grant fulfillment. And uh, one of the topics was educational technology and you know i had been doing some stuff in my classroom dabbling a little bit here and there and uh i needed to have something to show at the end of this workshop and so i I put a blog on blogger i called it free technology for teachers that was it that was the whole plan uh that's it was that simple and yeah that was it was that simple it it wasn't uh i didn't sit down have a business plan i didn't know people made a living blogging i didn't you know i had no idea about that and Uh, fifteen thousand posts later right uh it's probably more than that yeah Uh, (laughs) conservatively it's fifteen thousand blog posts that i've published uh yeah so but let's be honest here, right? And I, I know you're, you're, you're kind of humble in this, but I mean, if you're looking for where do I go to learn about something and, and you just get the random person, they know about free tech for teachers, right? I mean, you are a machine when it comes to putting out content. How about how many, about how many blog posts you put out, you know, a day a, a, on a normal day? I've slacked off in the last year. I'm down to like 100 blog posts a month. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a lot. But, you know, part of that is I've been working on other projects. I have this book that I've been tinkering with for like 
two years now that maybe I'll finally finish this spring. Uh, you know, I've got some other, some other irons in the fire. You know, I run the Practical Ed Tech site. Uh, I started a new project in January, actually late December, launched it in January called EdTech Fitness, which I'm really kind of passionate about, which is about helping teachers think about their personal fitness or mental and mental health and their physical well-being. And then a little bit of, and I'm going to start dabbling in some financial fitness stuff as well, uh, which is a lot of do what I say, don't want, not what I do. Uh, or don't do what I did, uh, <laughs> kind of stuff. But to get back to free tech for teachers, a lot of people know the site, they don't know me. Uh, which is going to talk about branding is a big mistake. Like, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. No one, like, and, and there's another blog out there, I won't name it. Um, but there's another blog out there that came along five or six, seven years ago now. I think when I first noticed it, 2012. So what's that? Seven years ago, uh, it had a name very similar to mine, and an approach similar to mine, and started to scrape a lot of stuff very, very similar to mine. As in, like, change two words, and hey, it's the same blog post. Uh, and so there's some like some brand confusion that sometimes people are like, hey, do you see this thing? I'm like, ah, that's not my site, but thanks. Uh, you know, and I've actually had people come up to me and, and say, oh, will you will you sign this? And it's a printout of someone else's blog. Oh. Oh, I saw this article you wrote. Like, uh, yeah, I'd sign it, but that's not mine. Oh. So, okay. You know, there, there's some lessons there in, in branding. Like like I said, I didn't have a plan. I, I had no plan. Uh, when I finally learned that people make some money blogging, my grand plan was I'm just going to write as much as I possibly can. Like, that was my whole plan. Like one, once I finally got a plan, it was still a loose plan and it was just write as much as I possibly could. That was, that was it, which is a plan that I stole from Pete Cashmore, uh, who, who started Mashable. Pete Cashmore, for folks who don't know who he is, uh, he is the person who started, started uh, Mashable and, you know, back in like 2008, 2009, 2008 was, uh, I saw a video of him and Robert Scoble talking about how to launch a blog and his advice was, just write everything you can. And so that's what I did. <laughs> and look, I, you know, as, as we get started here, I, I have no problem saying on air, as I've said it to your face as many times, the three of you guys have been extremely uh, influential in the work that we're doing here on TeacherCast. I mean, Richard's idea of just write as much as you can somehow turned into TeacherCast having nine, po nine podcasts on iTunes and every single <laughs> night we're doing stuff. And, you know, even the, even the, today I'm looking at my calendar going, I don't have anything tonight. Oh, let's put together a show. And, and, and really, it comes down to this question. And let's just kind of open the field here. But let me start with you, Super Joe Pardo. What is a brand? When we say the word brand, I know the word gets overused. But, but give me the Cliff Notes version here. What is a brand? Well, we, we were talking about cows in Iowa earlier. I, I think that's somewhere along the line. I mean, it's the Garden State here, so we got cows too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's really about uh, getting getting recognized for, for something that's a bit greater than the one thing that you might have done, right? And it's about creating an experience for the people, the readers, the the purchasers, the, the clients, whoever it is, that just like when they think of this, they think of, 
you or they think of the brand and and i think um a, a, you know i do a couple different ways with a couple different things that i do and one being say uh mapcon right like i'm not the brand of mapcon right mapcon is its own thing now once you've come to mapcon then you get to meet me and and all the people there and all that stuff and that really to me is more of the brand that the the people but that's only after you see like oh it's the mid-atlantic podcast conference it, that sounds official it sounds like the azroth group or something like that you know <laughs> like it sounds official and should have like a insignia like the the shield insignia but you know that that's that's the thing is like you have to decide like what's what's going to be uh the thing that your 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 business your you whether it's you is known for so and i agree with you right it's what are you known for you know the question often comes up can people create the brand for you Right. And I, I kind of think that, yes, people can create the brand for, you know, for instance, let's let's just let's take Jared, for instance, um, before the book came around, before he, he started working with Disrupt Ed, I knew Jared as the tech coach person that I'm, you know, I, I went to Jared for tech coach advice constantly. And now because he had that. Now came the book. Now came the the PD sessions. Now came Disrupt Ed. Jared, talk to us a little bit about your your travels here, because. I knew Jared, the the tech coach, and now I'm learning who Jared, the author, is, or Jared, the the professionally driven. That's that's reversed from my story. But tell us a little bit about how how you're building your brand with this. So, and probably to, uh, probably to sort of um, put my face out there and get my message out there. I'm not gonna lie. I was probably retweeting a lot of Richard stuff, uh, <laughs> which helped me sort of allowed myself to join the niche of educational technology, um, not just my passion and, and the knowledge I had, but getting into that niche, then it quickly became apparent that a lot of the learning that adults do around educational technology really focused on the idea of trainings versus actual authentic learning. And so when I started to think deeper about that, and when I looked at, when I got into my new role and I had the opportunity to be in different schools, I started to see a very continuous pattern about we want kids to learn one way, but yet we're expecting adults to learn a very traditional way. And so I just started to join conversations. I, I had a network of people that I had built up with my within my Twitter groups and all of that. Um, I started joining some more Voxer groups, have conversations with people around professional learning. And that influences my thinking. It starts to allow me to see the need. So when you talk about someone building your brand, it's not like I paid someone and said, hey, build my brand for me. It was like the brand started to develop with what it is happening. So really the title of professionally driven was just reusing the, the two letters PD to change the negative connotations that we associate with those letters to something that we are proud to be and want to own and represent us. And so that became the message and the mission all in one. And I got to, I got to give credit to one of my colleagues here at the agency, Bev Burns, who, um, threw that idea out there and it was like, yes, that's what we're trying to get to. Like I really couldn't pinpoint and concisely say and define the process of learning that I'm trying to influence until that was created. And I was like, boom, then it was from there. I was able to then spread that idea into bigger other elements. Like what does it mean for an educator? Does it mean the same thing for an administrator? Does it mean this, you know, what does all of that look like? And so 
the idea of the book didn't even come to me. Someone came to me as like, because there were several schools in my area that were utilizing the model and they saw the re-empowerment of like educators. We saw educators that were in the game of teaching 20 plus years, all of a sudden become reignited and be passionate about their profession once again. And that's ultimately what I want for every single educator. And so someone said, well, then you got to write a book. And that's when I started to plug away at a book. You know, Richard mentioned something earlier about the idea that when you go to Free Tech for Teachers, you know the website, but you might not know the guy behind it. And this is an interesting concept here because this is what we ran into here of, you know, I built up TeacherCast and got it going and got it moving. And you realize that people know the apple, but they don't know the boy. Um, a lot of people have come up to me over the last couple of weeks and said, I have this awesome and funky Twitter account. Should I get that as my domain? And so, Richard, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Like when you're starting out as a, as a content creator, I don't want to say brand yet, but let's just say content creator. Should you be branding a concept? Should you be branding your name? And are there advantages to both? I mean, if you would have started over again, would you call it Free Tech for Teachers or would you call it RichardBurn.com? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. It kind of depends on the day and my attitude that day. Uh, to be totally honest, totally honest. so the, the free tech for teachers, the free tech for teachers thing worked out really well from an SEO standpoint yeah. without me knowing anything about SEO. That was just everyone's and so from that perspective, yeah, I'd use that. I would use that again. And uh, by the way, I've bought like thirty-five variations of it now. So I know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get it, uh, but uh, you know, and so I, I, I find myself in this quandary all the time, and it kind of depends on what do you want to do. And I found myself here about six, about six or seven years ago. I kind of found, found myself at this crossroads of. Do I want to build it up as keep going as free technology for teachers? And you'll see now on my banner, which I'm going to redesign again because I'm a lot older and fatter than I used to be. Uh, my picture with written by Richard Byrne underneath it. Uh, so I could kind of do both things. If I was the type of person who wanted to manage people and like actually build out a company that had people working for me and writers working for me, uh, free technology for teachers would be great. You know, it'd still be great. But as a one-man show, which is all I really am, I've hired assistants at various times to do some stuff for me, but nothing, you know, no one's ever been full-time or even, you know, on a salary or any kind of hourly wage for me. Uh, so, you know, from that that perspective, like if I wanted to do more of the who, hey, who is Richard sort of thing? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'd probably call it Richard Byrne. You know? and, Richard but on the other on the other side here, we have superjoepardo.com. Joe, talk to us a little <laughs> bit about why why is it important that that is your name? And not that I'm suggesting you become mapcon.com, but, but why? I mean, look, you, you're, you, you put an adjective in front of your name here. Give us the thought process here, because clearly um, it's working, my friend. I, you know, it's like I get mixed re um, reviews about that all the time and mostly from my family. Um, but, like, so, so here's the thing, wait, right? Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Your family or your in-laws? 
No, mo- no, my fam, my family. I think my in-laws actually <laughs> like it. I, I, I don't think that they, uh, they have a problem with it. But, um, it's you know, so I started out as the Dreamers podcast, and I'm like, oh, this is this is the brand, right? Like, this is what's going to take off, and it's going to be awesome. And while it did have traction, about uh, about two years into it, I was like, you know, the brand is really me. It's not Dreamers podcast you know like i wanted it to be originally because if i died or went away like the show is done it's over it goes away and i just felt um that i wanted to take you know take it and just like okay i'm just gonna really inject myself into the show because uh, at the time i was doing a lot of interview based stuff so it's like okay my my episodes and my my show was revolving around my guest and i as i evolved as time went on to want to be more in the forefront instead of just being the host and like asking the questions and things like that. So um, the super Joe Pardo thing came for anyone who doesn't know, came from back in 2006. Uh, I started my show in 2014, but the, it was a, one of my best friends uh, drew a picture of uh, like a stick figure kind of picture. It's on my website and my about um, and, and wrote like, you know, super Joe, when I was feeling really down about myself and what was going on around in my life at the time. So um, because of my attitude and wanting to bring the super out of other people, it just made sense to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to own this thing. And and I don't know what it's going to look like. And there's going to be people that might not take it seriously and might like, oh, that like, that's is like a, ja- you know, a, ja- a jackass, you know, kind of thing. Um, but, you know, the way I see it is like, look. I'm building this brand to the point where once I'm big and known anyway, it's not going to matter, right? Because people are going to know what it's all about and and that's and, and what I'm all about. So it doesn't matter that like there's a handful of people, some of my family, um, that really feel really passionate about the fact that I should ditch that and just be Joe Pardo. But, I, you know, I think it's important to have something that identifies you. And, and to Richard's point, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's it is an interesting conundrum like you don't have you know richard not having other people write for him like that it 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 does like okay well he is the brand even though the brand is supposed to be free tech for teachers um you know it could really go either way but now that you're as big as you are richard like you could make that decision to say i i'm gonna start something separate that's where i'm in the forefront that's more right. focused on what i want to be focused on and then try to advertise that to that audience and see if it catches it's funny i was talking to my therapist about that um <laughs> that's not that's not funny that's not I'm funny not, i'm not, not i'm not gonna laugh about I, that I actually was talking to my that's therapist awesome. about this. good for good for you uh, richard <laughs> this is why i podcast i mean which is hashtag edtech fitness uh because i was actually talking about the edtech fitness thing of like what am I, what do I want, really want to do with it? Like the whole, the whole branding thing of, uh, I'm not people who know me know I'm kind of a locked up Puritan Presbyterian Northern New Englander. Like we're not known for our Tony Robbins evangelical kind of outgoing. Right. So I was like, uh, no, no offense to Tony Robbins. Like if you're that guy, awesome. But, uh, <laughs> like, like, that's not my personality. Like I'm not going to be like leading a fire walk or like, you know, that sort of thing, right? So we're starting to think about like, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to try to get other people involved? And that's kind of what I decided to do is like, I'll get other people involved in a way where they're empowered to have a voice and participate as opposed to just me kind of pontificating. Cause I, I do kind of come across as pontificating sometimes when I don't mean to. 
which is something my significant other tells me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> is that like, hey, you're coming, to, you're coming across as she'll say jackass, but um, yeah, like so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm rambling, but to Joe's point of like, if I die tomorrow, I could hand off free technology to, for teachers to any number of people and they could still get in like, and most people wouldn't even know, right. That I was mm-hmm. dead other than maybe the new person would be like, Hey, Richard died. Uh, and I'm in charge now. Right. Uh, so there, there's that piece. but like, Joe, if you die, uh, podcast is over and everyone's going to know. Yeah, like, or Joe, like, on, right. Like now yeah, I'm the just example a- is Joe Rogan, right. Think about <laughs> Joe Rogan experience. He's got like bajillions of followers but it's not just him. It's like all the guests that come on. I don't know. I'm rambling. I'll shut up. No, it's not, it's definitely about him this though. Is why because... I like to follow Richard's RSS feeds. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely about him though. And I think, um, you know, when I was getting started, that was one of the mistakes I made uh, was making the show all about the guests. And it was about 75 episodes in. I'm hanging out with a friend of mine who I unfortunately don't talk to anymore. Um, and she's like, Joe, she's like, why do people watch Ellen? And I was like, well, because it's Ellen. She's like, exactly. It, Ellen's going to be on that show every single day. It, you know, there might be a, a celebrity on tomorrow, a, a heartwarming story the next day, and another celebrity the next day, and another celebrity, and then another heartwarming story. But it's Ellen through the whole thing, and she sets the tone. And that's where it's like, you know, having the questions, having the um, the content, you know, driven by you isn't necessarily enough. You got to like literally be driving and hanging out the window, screaming your name. And, you know, cause nobody's going to be as proud and as happy and, and passionate about what you're happy and passionate about as you are. So, so that's like, it's got to ooze that well, to, you know, people to get behind it. So let's, let's talk about that. Right. Because when you're building a brand, as Joe just said, it is all about that content, right? When I go to free tech for teachers, uh, I know I'm going to get amazing content, small bursts. It's going to have some videos. It's going to be everything that I need. When I go to uh, another one that I always follow teachers.tech, a, a good friend, Jamie Keat, you know that there's going to be a great video and a lot of amazing content underneath of it. I got to tell you, I don't follow that model. Teacher cast is kind of all over the place. But talk to us a little bit about building your brand through that content, right? Like we're going to describe brand building as what are you known for? Jared, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you've done recently because you've been coming out with some really cool videos on tech coaching, professional development. Talk to us a little bit about your content strategy. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've kind of struggled – internally on my own a little bit with that exact same topic. So I know that with the brand professionally driven, um, the main gist is empowering educators to be autonomous learners. Well, when you do that, you training is a small piece of that. So when I go on a bigger learning journey, um, uh, like say I'm in the research phase of my learning journey, but I identify for myself that I need to know more information about blank, a part of that might be this training that I've identified for myself. What I see a lot of educators do is they just go, and this is where I struggle with this. I see a lot of educators, they say, I want to go on Twitter and learn everything. Like I want to go over here, over here, over here, over here. And they don't necessarily have a purpose. Like they're shopping. They're not buying, right? They're going to the mall. They're not going to Amazon. And so my goal has always been to try to just sort of 
not fall into the niche of training and be like, okay, today I'm going to talk to you about blank. And it's going to revolve around a singular thing that it might be around, may not be around. What I'm trying to get is change the mindset of the educators to say, let's go just past that. And let's think about the bigger learning journey first. If it involves that training, then you need to go to uh, Richard Burns site and you need to check out some of the great stuff he's got there. If you've identified this as the missing piece to your journey that you need to go on. So I do feel that I've kind of pigeonholed myself a little bit and I struggle with this because I'm like, eventually you see it on with YouTube people all the time. They pigeonhole themselves into a particular niche. And then it's like, well, holy cow, how do you, how do you do five years worth of episodes off of that? Right. And somehow they still do it or they end up fizzling out one or the other. And so my goal is always the word sustainability is like my mantra, right? Like I don't want necessarily me to be sustainable. I want the message to be sustainable. I want the mentality and the mindset to be sustainable. And so, yeah, I kind of like, sometimes I do feel like I've pigeoned myself into that content part, but honestly, I, what I'm now starting to do um, is pull in more voices from educators who can comment on Yes, that particular part of adult learning, when I, when I experienced this, boom, like I now felt like I was going from traditional passive uh, compliant learner, learner, I put in quotes, because that's not a true learner, um, to now full blown autonomous, I, I know exactly what it is I want to learn, and I'm going to go for it. And they're just, they're reignited as a real, authentic learner. So when you're I want to pull those voices in. So when you're creating this, do you have a roadmap? Do you have a spreadsheet? Do you have a, a whiteboard? How do you know where you're going with your content journey? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm only about six episodes into this thing okay. um, when it comes to my vlogging. So I will say that I'm still trying to feel things out. What I really am paying attention to is I'm really relying on um, Disrupt Ed TV to, to provide me some analytics in terms of what's resonating with people. Not only that, I'm prompting inside my vlog, give me feedback. Is this stuff that you're wanting? I'm actually going out on Twitter. I'm going through my boxer groups that I got set up. And like, if this is the gist and the message of the channel, what are some things that you would envision being a part of that? And now I'm taking in that feedback and crowdsourcing that stuff. Well, let's flip that coin because you're, you're talking about being focused, but you use the word sustainability. Richard, on the other hand, you're doing a dozen pod, uh, posts a day. You've got videos, but your posts could be anything from my favorite add-ons for Google Docs to, hey, storyboard that has a new thing to – you name it, it's under the sun, but it's sustainability, and you're constantly popping out these great posts. I don't want to <laughs> well, say the you. wrong question here, but do you I, I want to ask the question, do you care about analytics? Because I know you do, but when you're just yeah. when you're churning out the content, are you stopping to see, well, you know, my Google Slides posts are doing well, or my Microsoft posts are doing well, or my how, how what is your content strategy? Is there right. one? <laughs> Right as much as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, really, yeah. I, I have times when I look at analytics. Uh, I, I I don't harp on it like I, you know, I, I never really harped on it. I, I look at the overall scheme of of just traffic in general, like 
you know, for the month or for the quarter or for the year, I'll look at the, the traffic overall. Uh, the, the only metric that I really care a lot about is actually uh, email subscribers. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's the that's the one metric that I that I do pay a, pay close attention to. Uh, you know, the the other metrics are nice to have; they can be helpful. Uh, you know, if, if I'm stumped, like oh, I need to write something, I will go and look at the. Google Analytics and see what's resonated well. See what kind of keywords people have searched for when they've landed on my on my site. Uh, I'll do that, but I, I do that very very rarely. I, it might be once every couple of months that I that I resort to doing that. Uh, the list posts. I got to be honest with you guys. I hate writing them. I absolutely hate writing. They're the la- they're the laziest, stupidest things you can write. But they like, get hits. They get hits and. And so that this getting back to the, the branding thing, this is a struggle I have with myself all the time. Uh, usually it happens somewhere around right after lunchtime uh, every day, which is about when I get tired because uh, I've been up since four in the morning. Uh, I, I struggle with the – and I actually wrote a blog post about this two years ago because – I'll get invited to conferences and people know me as the guy that rattles off 60 tools in 60 minutes, right? Which I can do in my sleep. Or I can write off the blog post. It's 25 great Google Docs add-ons, right? Not a whole lot of substance to that. And so when I go to a conference and I try to do something different, sometimes people are like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Because I actually did something that's a little bit more in depth and wasn't the superficial twenty-five tools and twenty-five minutes sort of sort of stuff. But to keep the business going, as it were, you gotta you gotta write those things sometimes. Like it, 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 anyone who blogs for a living, and I guess that's what I do. I blog for a living, and I speak for a living, and I consult with schools. I, one of my favorite things, by the way, is actually not even doing the, con- I think I love going to conferences. Don't get me wrong. I like going to conferences. Uh, but what I really like is school-based PD. I mean, like next week I'm spending the entire week in one school that I spent two weeks with last fall. And that's the sort of thing that I really get excited about uh, because then it's not like, you know, the people who know me at the school before I get there are like three people, right? Mm-hmm. It's like three people in the school who know me, which is what got me hired. Then there's 112 people who don't have any clue who I am and are going to get to use all this stuff that I've been researching for years. Right. Uh, and I get to actually do in-depth stuff. So that's the that's the branding thing that I, I always struggle with. Because like 25 posts and you know, 25 ways to use Google Docs. You know, you, me and 97,000 other people can write that. Uh you can get someone on Fiverr to write that if you want for five bucks. But, uh, you know, it's really the, it's the, the more in depth stuff, the tutorial stuff, you know, which is why I try to spend more time lately. And this is the other reason why some of my blog post counts have gone down a little bit, uh, is trying to do something that's not easily, uh, replicated by others, uh, not easily and not so easily, uh, ripped off to be honest with you. It's a, and that's a whole other issue is the whole plagiarism. Yeah, and I, I, I want to get into that because, you know. That's a whole other thing another, for another podcast. It's, it's, it, it's a difficult thing, right? You know, even on TeacherCast, we've written the, you know, here's my five favorite microphones or my 32 favorite, uh, you know, 
uh, WordPress plugins or stuff like that. And those are nice. You kind of have to have those resources because if someone's on Twitter saying, I need a microphone, you throw them the blog post and everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, but this past weekend, we put out, you know, here's my microphones that I use for traveling and why I do it. It was like a 1200 word thing. I really put yeah. my, my time into it. Those are the ones you start getting the relationships with because those are the ones that people comment on. Right. Um, you and I have talked about this a lot, Richard, of do you put comments on your blog or not? And after eight years, I'm still having that question because most yeah. of the comments I spam or they go away. And I right. don't think you have comments on your blog anymore. No, right? no I don't. And let me backtrack just for a second to wrap up my other thought about the so, worst post. Uh, I, I have to give a lot of credit to Ginger Lumen. Uh, we had a we had a chat. She probably doesn't remember it now. Uh, a few years back when I was moaning about having to write a list post and how I didn't want to do it. And da, da, da. and she had a good point. She said, you got to do those things so that people will discover your, uh, your other stuff, you know, your, your deeper stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of like made it a little bit okay with me. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, if I write a list post this week or a couple of times this week, good, get, might get some new people in there to read some of the other stuff to explore the, the rest of the site. You know, that, that sort of thing. So. Joe, you're shaking your head yes. Yeah, well, it's easy to share, right? Because, like, other people can say, oh, look, I agree with this. I agree with this. Here, go with this. And I don't have to tell you the same thing over that I would tell somebody else anyway. So, I, I you know, I think that's awesome. Talk to uh, us a little you... bit about your content creation, right? Because, I mean, as you said, people are coming to – I mean, I'm watching your shows because not only are you, are you a good friend of mine, but I'm interested in seeing what you're doing. I mean, for my chair – like I said, I, I study what you guys are doing and how it's working and all the brand building. And now you've got this amazing opportunity to be on. We're going to talk about that in a second. Joe. <laughs> That's good. Good tease there. Um, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, I, you, you know, ha having, uh, having a show that, you know, has changed and evolved over the years, right? Like I, um, the show with my show was called the dreamers podcast, right. To get to, to, to talk about branding. Until I was like, you know, I got nominated for Business Podcast of the Year Award. And I'm like, you know, I really want to make the show more about me. I want to make it more targeted to to the business audience that I'm trying to obtain for coaching clients, and consulting clients, and things of that nature. And and I was like, well, I, I, I got nominated for this award. Then it turns out I won the award. And I was like, whoa, like, that's insane. Like, you know, like, I, cr I literally cried because I was like, I never thought three years earlier that this would be anything, you know. I like that. And, and right after that, I changed the name of the show to business uh, with super Joe Pardo. And since then it has just been a, so much easier for me because, you know, before it was called the dreamers podcast business lessons from those that live their dreams. And some of my business friends were like, I love you. And I would listen. I love listening to your show. But if I didn't know you from anyone else, I would just pass over the fact that the name is called Dreamers Podcast and it's, you know, the the it, the artwork is in like uh Sharpie marker and it's it's this show that, you know, is really in depth and I love it, but it, it's just not the same thing. So and to go along with that, I wanted to make it so that the show was more about me and what my skill set is rather than just what everybody else I I know or meet bring to the table. So I still do interview episodes, but they're not every single week. There's a lot of episodes like that are intentionally about 10 minutes or less because coincidentally LinkedIn only allows 10 minute videos or less. Mm -hmm. So that's why if you've noticed lately, Jeff, my, my episodes have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter because I want to keep 
under that 10 minutes. It used to be like 15, 20 minutes. I would talk about a topic and talk about what I have going on and all that stuff. But now I'm just like, I got to get in and out because I want to be able to take that video, share it on LinkedIn. And on there, it'll get like 100, 150 views like like that versus like, okay, downloads might get 100 out of the gate and then slowly build out over time. You know, it's like right on right out of the gate, like I'm getting 100 some views on, on LinkedIn because they want people sharing video there. They want people sharing those lessons. And that's where the business professionals are. So, you know, adjusting that my content has taken a little bit of time and, um, you know, thought into like, how am I going to make this so that it's marketable, shareable um, and attention grabbing? And uh, I think that's also one of the other reasons that, you know, going with the Super Joe Pardo moniker is like, oh, I just want you to feel something You're like you can feel like, oh, this guy is, a, you know, a donkey or this guy knows what he's talking about. But either way, you thought about it. And that is what I want you to you know, that's the, 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 the process that I want you to invoke first and foremost so that because if you don't feel nothing, then I got a problem. Right. Then I'm not doing my job. I'm not branding properly. You got to feel something. So the question is, how do we get started? How do we find out our niche? How do we build a content strategy? We're going to talk a little bit about that and wrap up our show after these important messages. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out today's program. I wanted to take a moment today to talk to you about my friends at Student Treasures. You see, Student Treasures has been turning students into published authors for more than 20 years. They've been providing everything that you need to turn your class into published authors, and they do it for free. Student Treasures free publishing kit makes it easy, and this hands-on writing activity motivates your students to write and inspires them to learn by turning their writing and illustrations into a one-of-a-kind book. Creating a class book promotes student collaboration, builds self-esteem, and is an easy way to incorporate all of the educational standards. So you see, when you turn your students into published authors, you'll automatically receive a free teacher's copy of your class's book along with any copies ordered by their parents. Nothing will motivate your students more than seeing their work come to life in a real book. But don't take our word for it. More than 440,000 teachers have turned over 14 million students into published authors with Student Treasures. You don't want to miss the looks on their faces when they see their works come to life in a professionally bound book. They'll love looking back on this treasured keepsake for years to come. Learn more about publishing and turn your class into proud authors at studenttreasures.com forward slash teachercast. And we are back today talking to three amazing uh, individuals here, each who have built a brand for themselves. I want to reintroduce Super Joe Pardo. Uh, let's see, Jared Borman and, of course, Richard Byrne here. Three people who have been in their, in their own niche, the leaders of, of their fields. And today we're really talking about how to build that brand. If you guys have any questions... For us here on TeacherCast or anybody, you can, of course, reach out to us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail, or we love your questions over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. Let us know. We're going to be doing a lot of shows on branding. There's a ton of topics we don't even have time to get to today about websites, social media, logo, brand, all these different topics we're going to be hitting over the next few weeks. We want to know what you guys are having questions about. Certainly check us out on our social media channels. Now, 
before we took a little bit of a break, we were talking a little bit about how do we get started? What do we do here? Um, let me just kind of do some rapid fire questions and maybe we'll kind of just, you know, everybody can take an answer to this. If I'm starting out today and I wanted to build a brand, do I find a catchy domain or do I use my name and build from there? Jared, uh, what do you think? Well, I, I go back and forth on that every day, honestly, um, because I have a website called professionallydriven.com. I still, I don't have a professionally driven Twitter handle. I keep all my social media still underneath my name, but the website domain is still underneath um, the brand itself. So do I go back and debate that? Yeah, you bet I do. <laughs> Joe, um, Joe, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, I switched the Super Joe part of everything, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of it. But that's because that I'm the brand, right? And you have to make that decision of, am I the brand or is there a business that I'm building that I can have other people work at and other people that, you know, contribute to and share the, the overall, pro you know, profits, the, the fruits of the labor? Rich, I, I, I'm going to throw the que the same question to you, but I'm going to ask it in a different way. Okay. Are you a blogger that has a speaking career, or do you want to be a speaker that has a blogging career? And does that yes. determine the answer? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's yes. The, 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 answer, the answer is both, uh, both and neither, uh, because really, like I said, what I, I, I like speaking and – Sometimes I'm good at it, I think. Uh, what I really like is working with people in smaller settings. Right? Like That's where the more meaningful stuff is, is good. Like a keynote is great because people laugh. They think they cry. They go have a coffee, right? And then they run around and meet people, and then they forget half of what you said or maybe more, right? Like your best keynotes are only like 20 minutes long, right? So I – yeah, so I'm a blogger that likes to do consulting. That's the answer to that. Here's my answer, and this is the one that I give all of my clients. My answer is if you have a, a quirky brand, all right? Like, and I'll, 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 uh, Jared, can I use you as an example here for a second? Yeah, go for it. Yep. Jared is, 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 you know, Jared Borman is a great name, but he's also got professionally driven. If you're going to build one website, my advice for anybody out there is get both domains register jaredborman.com as the main domain name on your site so that way google looks for that first but then also if you have professionaldriven.com forward that to a specific landing page or set of pages and, and that's always... available jaredborman.com is available right now oh i'm buying that well Hold come on, on. Richard, Richard, come on you didn't give me a chance <laughs> chance we're gonna had like 20 years to do this we're... <laughs> Free tech for jaredborman.com is coming to Richard soon. We're going to make sure that we have this. But, but I, I, you know, I think that makes sense, right? Like, Google, you know, we always talk about top-level domains. Make sure that Google can find you. Um, you know, R Richard and I are kind of on one side. Jared and, 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 and Joe are on the other side where, you know, Richard and I have TeacherCast and free tech. People know that first, whereas nobody can deny Super Joe Pardo is what people are, are searching for. Um Figure out what works best for you. My advice is always, you know, make sure that your your main website is is your name and go from there. Even if you have a, a quirky Twitter account, always also always have your name. Um, can I can I add two things to that? You can add two things to that. No, no, you know, I own both of my kids' domain names, Ugh. like DominicPardo.com and AvaPardo.com. Get them. I, I I had to pay eight over eight hundred dollars for my name, which I thought was kind of cheap. 
So it's for JoePardo.com. So, and I, it took a while for me to do that. So get your name regardless. Tell me that was coincidence and you didn't pick the name based off the domain being open. No, I was, no, it just, they it just happened <laughs> to be the case. It just happened sure. to be the case. He, he's winking. So the conversation ever happened oh. with your wife? So the conversation <laughs> ever happened with your wife? Hey, honey, we have to go with this name because it's an available domain. <laughs> No, that did not come up. That there's did not. No, come okay. Up. There's no adjectives in front of their names at all yet. There's no. The other no. The other thing um is I should get Super Ava Pardo and Super Dominic Pardo. But <laughs> um but uh the other thing is I also have howtodream.co which uh I got from the howtokiss.com which was like the the uh, something on Shark Tank where they had like chapsticks. It was two different chapsticks and when you kiss it makes like a like a different flavor or something like that. Yeah, so I was like, I got to get howtodream.co. Like, I wanted to get .com, but they want, like, stupid money for it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not giving you 10 grand. Sorry. Uh, Richard, what's the wackiest domain name you have? I got to ask now that we're on the topic here. Uh, I don't really own anything that wacky. They're all pretty generic. Uh, I'm looking – I'm in my GoDaddy account right now, actually looking at it. Uh, oh, so I, I do own one that has no bearing on anything at all, but this is a great – so – in my previous home, the real estate developer was a rectum. Um, I just did not like the guy at all. We had a we we, we lawyered up a few times, you know, didn't like. So it turns out he ran for senator in Delaware not that long ago and became vice president. No, and his name is was Independent Alex. Oh, was his web domain when he ran for for senate he forgot to renew it guess who owns it <laughs> I, I yeah i own a domain out of spite it's the best 12 dollars i spend every year because i'm hoping he runs for senate again someday and i can you know try to sell it to him for a king's ransom i, I <laughs> so, own dirty com. Yep. So independentalex.com is a domain that I own, uh, mostly to get back at a real estate developer from Delaware who tried to uh, screw me over on a couple of deals. Oh, I, I, I've been doing this for eight years, guys. This is the first show I have to put explicit tags on. Oh, don't do it. Don't, don't make the whole, the whole thing. Just edit it out. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the episode number, Joe. I'm just going to put explicit. <laughs> Um, what about the longevity here? Let, let's just kind of wrap up this because, you know, really the question here is like, what what advice do you have for people? And, and you know, Joe, talk to us about the, the podcasting realm of this, right? Talk about the brand building. When it comes to that show, we, we've talked on this show about, you know, your first podcast is not as good as your second. I'm sure Richard might say your first blog post is not as good as your 15,000th blog post, all those different things. But, Joe, be super for us right now. If you're going to be entering the I want to public speak. I want to, I want to be a persona. What advice do you have for us, Joe? Speak an awful lot. You know, when I got started with podcasting, I was interviewing everybody and anyone I could just so I could get the experience and the practice and, and get my reps in. And, uh, you know, you have to take any kind of speaking gig that you can get, go and speak at, um, the rotary clubs to the, you know, the geriatric clubs, the, all the clubs you go, go wherever you can go to just, Go and put, you know, mouth to audience and and get it, your thoughts and, and everything out there and structuring. Right. Like there's a lot of things like I mean, even in the last year, like I've learned so much about speaking and even um, not putting like 
I, like my last talk I did was at podcast movement in Philadelphia and I did not have a title screen, like a title slide. I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get, I'm not doing a title slide this time. And I went right into the talk and I felt like it went really, really, really well. Uh, it was very well received, just like going straight in and ask, you know, starting with a question and, and doing like the whole TEDx kind of talk thing, but, but doing it for, a, you know, a not TEDx uh, audience. Um. Jared, what advice do you have? You know, you're, you're, you're starting off with Disrupted. You're trying to build a brand. You're doing a great job with that. What advice would you give somebody who was in that position to, you know, really put their foot on the gas? I tell you what, I, I've had a few opportunities come up in the last few years where someone has reached out to me and said, hey, we really want to partner up on this. Or we really want to partner up on this and, and all of that. And um, I, I really do lean on my closest PLN group of like six or seven people who are pretty much like in that same kind of realm. And I'm like, boy, I have never encountered this before. What are your guys' thoughts? And usually someone's like, oh, I've been in something similar. Stay away from that. Or yeah, this is total baloney. Don't even pay attention to it. And I tell you what, this, the, the disrupted ed or the disrupt ed TV opportunity was the first thing that came up where it was unanimous or like, that sounds like it's legit. Like that sounds like a good opportunity to get your foot in the door with an audience that isn't just educational technology conference people, but administrators and other people who are just one that are very passionate about learning as adults in general. And when that happened, then it was a matter of, I really wanted to make the videos premium quality. So I started to invest a little bit more in my time with it, in the tools that I use. I, uh, based on your recommendation, uh, Jeff, I went ahead and put down the money for Final Cut Pro. You know, I started to follow some some people on YouTube that are professional vloggers and just pick up some things. And now I now I'm on my learning journey, right? Like I'm I'm learning this stuff as I'm going, and pretty soon I'm passionate, I'm driven, I want to put my foot on the gas. And really, it's just a matter of you know, when you feel like you want to let your foot off the gas, reminding yourself of the why. And that was the big thing for me. Like, I'm not in this to make oogles of money. Like the vlogging thing is not my main job. I have a main job with benefits and a retirement plan and stuff like that. Like this is supposed to be a passionate hobby of mine that allows me to put my voice out there to a bigger audience and as long as it has a positive impact on adult learners, I'm not letting my foot up. Guys, I, I want to say, I, I, I don't know how to, how to finish off that one. Um, guys, I want to say thank you so much for your time tonight. This is obviously a subject that has many, many components, and we are going to be exploring this an awful lot. Um, if you are over on Ask the Tech Coach, I believe it's episode number 41. We're going to be dropping that on March the 11th, I believe it is. Um, it's basically about how to build your tech coach brand, how to get yourself out there. We talk a little bit about resumes, websites, logos, branding colors, social media, a lot of this stuff that we didn't get a chance to talk to today. Check out that episode. Of course, we're going to link to it over here. This is TeacherCast Podcast episode number 194 guys uh let me do a little round robin here tell us a little bit about where we can find some of the great things that you're doing jared we've said it a couple times here but what's your website where do we learn about you professionallydriven.com has a ton of free stuff um it's where i blog it's where i post a lot of my videos however you're gonna find my vlog disrupted pd 
over on Vimeo underneath the uh, the company Disrupt Ed TV. So you could check out Disrupt Ed TV. They got a bunch of other educators who are passionate and putting video stuff out there. Um, but really, those would be the two locations, professionallydriven.com or Disrupted TV. Richard, I know you've got a lot of channels. We all know about freetechfortteachers.com. Where else can we find some of the great work that you're doing? So practicaledtech.com is where I do my weekly longer longer tips. It's also where I offer professional development services, professional development courses online, and the Practical Ed Tech Summer Camp. If you want to come up to Maine, I promise it'll be warmer than it is right now. Come up to Maine this summer, hang out for a couple of days, small, small learning environment. And uh, in my newest project, which is EdTech Fitness, uh, speaking of branding, look at that logo. Woo! Look at that logo. Uh, done on Canva. Canva.com. Nice. Check it out. Uh, edtechfitness.com is all about uh, trying to get teachers to take care of yourself so you're not uh, looking at retirement and uh, not able to enjoy your retirement. So, Super Joe Pardo, we've been teasing it all all day here uh I, you're, you're, you seem giddy here as a podcaster what what is the big news that we can share with everybody uh yeah so after nearly five years of podcasting uh you know weekly and sometimes daily uh i got approached to put together my own tv show for the biz tv network which reaches uh 40 markets uh like 144 million households and they were like, we, we want you to put a TV show together. And I was like, wow. Okay. Like, let's talk about this. And I was, you know, looking at what they got there, all these shows are mostly talk shows about business. And I'm like, no, 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 we're, we're going to do the show that I want to do. And, and what the show that I'm doing is going and helping struggling businesses uh, with their team, their offer and their process. So the show is called the top with super Joe Pardo. And uh, it's going to take place at the businesses themselves with a film crew and at everything, wow. man. And there's going to be 26 episodes over the course of a whole year uh, with, you know, there's like they're going to run it the whole year with reruns and everything. So uh, I am I am just like over the moon uh, that that everything that I have been working so hard for is is coming to uh to a head at least uh, you know to a point now but 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 it's just a little piece of like where where we're really going here so um yeah congratulations <laughs> my friend awesome that is thank you <laughs> absolutely awesome um guys one more time thank you so much if you are out there listening and you have any questions please reach out to us at teachercast leave us a voicemail over at teachercast.net slash voicemail we would love to have your questions on our next branding episode and if you want to write us Leave us a, a, an email over at feedback at teachercast.net. We want to say thank you guys for making TeacherCast a part of your professional development network. Don't forget, if you're bringing podcasting into your classroom, you can check out podcastingwithstudents.com. And if you're looking to uh, you know, bring in some instructional technology, you can go over to askthetechcoach.com. Check out our weekly podcast all about instructional technology coaches. We are here to help you and your school district. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.